0: Hi, I'm JD. This is ChimeraCast, a production of the Chimera Collective. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcatcher. We also have merch available and just launched our Patreon. For backing, you'll gain access to our Discord and the ability to vote on upcoming seasides. You can also get an RSS feed for an unabridged, tableside version of the podcast, which includes all our banter, rules discussions,
1: and session debriefs. Hi, I'm Zach, I'm playing Emilio Moretti, the bard. Hi, I'm Ryan, I'm playing Urazidi, the
0: spellblade. Hi, I'm Nathan, I'm playing Kimin Belazquez, the shaman. I'm JD, I'm your dungeon master for this game. This is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Three adventurers, when we last left off, joined with Navoth, the elven watcher. So the four of you have made your way along the ridge, away from the bridge that you just crossed, and found yourselves at a black stone, stark, cold structure built into the side of the mountains. There are no windows. There is only a blackened wood door with a large lantern hanging above it. But otherwise, it is basically a solid cube of stone in front of that there are two guards or these paladins of death protectors of this cloister fighting six of these pale gaunt creatures that you've encountered before these ghouls you're kind of up above it kind of is tucked stock into the ridge a little ways up against the titan's teeth these mountains that line the vulture lens and that's where we're kicking back in the four of you standing and seeing this fighting going on what do you
1: do there's, like, a fortress, right?
0: Yeah, that is the, the black, like, stone cube, cubic okay. building. It is a fortress. It's not shaped like a castle. I wanted to be clear on that. Right.
2: Remind me, so Navoth hasn't interacted with these people at all, right? We we covered that before. They
0: have not, yes. Okay. They knew about them, and they said that their master, Ko'okal, had encountered them before, but didn't have any more information than that. Okay. If
3: we help them, it may buy us entry into their um. Structure. What do you think, Melio?
4: That makes sense to me. Better to have something to bargain with than to just come in... Better to have something to bargain with than just come crashing in, asking for hospitality.
1: Agreed. And who knows, we might be able to bargain with them for some kind of information.
3: Does it seem reasonable, Navarth?
1: Did Kuwakal have any, um information about their demeanor.
0: Cole Call said he didn't have a pleasant interaction with them. He said they were to be avoided.
4: The cut and dry of it is we need the information from them. It'll help us in our journey forward. And right now, we're just blindly walking through this place. As much as it may not be the smartest thing to do to interact with people who may be less than hospitable, we have to at least hope... That they respect some aspect of hospitality there. If nothing else, for us killing some of their foes.
2: And I pull out my axes. What about the rest of you?
1: Yeah, Ruziti's ready to go.
2: Oh yeah, totally. Are we in like a ravine kind of thing? Or like
0: just the bottom of a hill? I don't quite remember the layout of how we are. No, you're along the ridge, which is basically flat in this section, but you had specifically followed a route that was higher up along in the mountains because you wanted to be able to sneak up to the cloister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think you were hidden in the crags kind of up higher in the mountains, so they would be below you. Who's taking lead? Sounded like you. All right, I'm taking lead. You're running down in there? Yeah, I'm getting in. Emilio, you run down um, along this ridge towards this combat, right? And it is, at this point, a flurry of movement, right? It, no one seems to be really making any headway in any particular direction. The ghouls are skittish and scampering. They're not really going straight in, right? They are hanging back and trying to take advantage of openings. The fact that it's basically three to one is the, the odds, right? They're trying to take advantage of that, but they're not pressing ahead. And these Paladins of Death... Each of them has a blackened bronze war scythe. Do you know what I mean? So instead of a scythe that sticks out, it sticks up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're basically halberds, or they're cutting spears rather than piercing spears. Yeah. So they're using these, and they're they're trying to take advantage of the reach, right, to, to hold them back. So you guys have encountered the ghouls before, but these paladins are wearing black armor with coins stitched in them, and each has like an ornate helmet covered with a mask. Yeah, so what are you doing when you come up? How are you engaging in this, right? No one's really paid attention or noticed you yet. They're too focused on the combat that they're engaged in.
4: So I think we're kind of running down. You know, I kind of imagine that these ghouls are kind of attacking, as you've described, kind of like a pack of wolves.
0: Yeah. It's very feral also, yes. Yeah.
4: I'm going to try and hamstring one of these ghouls with my axes. Make it so it stops moving so much because that's great when my enemy is immobile.
0: Yeah, go ahead, and it'll probably still be a hack and slash, just because once you get in there, you're going to be engaged fully, so we'll do it that way. Sounds good. That will be a seven. Cool. Roll your damage.
4: That'll be a a six, two piercing.
0: Six damage is uh, pretty good on these things. So you hack a solid chunk out of its leg. And it is now, obviously, aware of you, and it lets out a screech of a scream. Its vocal cords don't seem to work quite right, and it just kind of comes out this, and it turns and lashes out at you with its claws. And it's not really able to get a lot of momentum into it because it has now this very bad leg, but it turns away from the paladin that it was attacking originally and swipes at you. So go ahead and roll a d6. It's a two. Any modifications? Two piercing. All right, I will take two. These claws shred through things. But as it turns to face you, the paladin that it has been fighting is able to take advantage and slashes down across it and lops its head off, and it falls in front of you. At that point, who's going to be next arriving?
1: My guess would be Uruzidi. Yeah. Yeah, Uruzidi's charging in, I think kind of right behind Emilio, and I'm going to call on my sword magic as we're like rushing into combat. All right, I think he's got Talon tucked up, kind of like running with the blade pointed slightly behind him. Yeah, go ahead and roll it. That is a nine. Cool, so you get, so get two, two holds.
0: Hold. Yep. Perfect, so you're going to come up, I think, into the same cluster that Melio was engaged in, right? So now there are two ghouls and this paladin.
1: Yeah, I'm going to just use one hold... I, like, dart in past on Melio's left. My glaive, the blade, surrounded by this nimbus of crackling energy, like the light from a dark light. And, yeah, I'm going to just use one of the hold to deal my damage to uh, one of these ghouls.
0: Yeah, go ahead and spend the hold and roll your damage.
1: That is seven. Yeah, you kill it. Describe it. Talon slices down into this thing's shoulder. That crackling electricity, like, pulls more flesh towards the blade than there normally would be, and it just, like, leaves this really jagged rip through its upper chest. Or he kicks it off the end of Talon. Hell
0: yeah. Kimmon, you're running in now the same situation, right? I'm picturing the four of you each in a line coming up and showing up in this. So you can choose to engage the same cluster with the one leftover ghoul, or you could go and engage the other three that are around the other paladin.
2: Seeing that it's three-on-one on that side. Now, as well, I branch off to the other paladin. And I had a jagged piece of soul glass from before in which I had captured a lightning spirit. And I am going to put it in my teeth and bite down on it a little bit. For the record, with the shaman, you're supposed to, like, say it, but I think that Kimmin doesn't understand or just isn't connected in that kind of way. Like, his connection to the spirit world is strictly visceral, Mm. and so I bite down and crack the glass a little bit. It's still potentially in one piece. That is up to the roll that I'm about to do here, which is spirit talk, but I would like to shock a couple of these ghouls. Yeah, do you have to roll for uh, releasing the spirit? I do not have to roll to release a spirit, but I'm going to Spirit Talk and try to keep the spirit in the totem.
0: Oh, I see. Right, right. Got it. Cool. Yeah, go ahead and make that roll.
2: So Spirit Talk, when you say the name of a spirit bound to a totem you've made, instead of consuming a charge, which they usually have one charge, roll plus whiz, and I just described it differently, but that's fine. That's an eight. So I get to choose one. I draw and welcome attention. My reputation in the spirit realm is damaged. Yeah, I want to draw unwelcome attention to myself. I think that's the most interesting thing. And since I took Chain Lightning, I get to do my damage to two targets. Oh, uh,
0: that's sick! So, two of these ghouls. Yeah, absolutely. Roll your damage. You
2: get to deal three to one and four to another. I get to choose how the damage is dealt, but I don't think it matters much. We have they're
0: identical at this point. Yeah. Yep.
2: Exactly. What does it look like? So, um, I I mentioned before that I I put this jagged piece of soul glass in my mouth, and so Kimmon bites down on it and it cracks a little bit, and I just breathe out this spray of electricity and blood as it cuts my cheek, and the spirit, like, conducts along that and shoots along the direction that I'm spraying this mist in.
0: Fuck yeah. Yeah, this is gonna damage the two of them. Does it have any other effects to it, or it just deals damage? I'm just curious. It ignores armor unless, you know,
2: it's elemental lightning, so if they were- made of stone it wouldn't do quite the same thing
0: yeah they're gonna jolt with this electrical bolt of lightning right it's not going to paralyze them or anything or take them out of the fight necessarily it's not enough to kill them but at least for a brief moment they're shocked out of this right and i think the paladin's gonna take advantage of this just swings and cuts one basically just across the stomach and it falls to the ground dead and then lastly to join the fight navath runs in and i think was following you came in They've pulled out basically a longsword made of obsidian that they've pulled out that has some cracks along the edge, and they run up behind you and attack the one that your lightning did not strike. Their blow just tears it apart. It cuts a huge, ragged gap in their chest, and that ghoul also falls to the ground dead. With that, I think the remaining two are going to try to run away. Is anybody going to do anything about that? I'm not. I mean, our, our goal here isn't to
2: eradicate them. No, I think we were fending them off
1: Uh, razidi turns and he swipes talon across through the air and a crackling energy emanation whips out from the end of talon i'm just spending my other hold to try to kill one of these last ghouls yeah you're just trying to look cool that's fine roll your damage yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh eight damage describe how it dies yeah it just gets sliced in half by this like beam of blackish energy yeah, so one of these ghouls out of the six that uh, existed seconds ago
0: manages to escape death and runs off um, along the ridge, kind of loping along on all fours. The paladins compose themselves. They realign with each other and make sure that, you know, each is fine. Not really saying anything, but you can tell that they look each other over. You know, is my companion wounded or anything? Unless that's fine, they turn to face the four of you. Do any of you say anything? Am I taking point
2: on this one? You were Urazidi, I would think Urazidi would be pretty excited to try to get somebody under his favor, but I don't want to push the narrative too hard. G, do you want to take point? I can back you up, or very much not back you up.
1: I am Urazidi, first prince of the western winds, wielder of the eagle's talon, heir to the throne. These are my retainers. We have come seeking succor in these trying lands. From your knightly order?
0: I am a servant of death. It does not matter who you are, but we thank you for the help. His voice is muffled from underneath the mask that covers their faces. As you are not part of our order, you may not enter our cloister. If you wait here, we may be able to bring you something. And he nods, and the other one turns and heads towards the cloister, towards that door. Try and stop him for half a second. If
4: uh, there's anyone within the confines of your castle that respects the arts, tell them that someone who carries many great songs of death has come to your door. Hang on, so I have a move. It's called Human (laughs) <laughs> when you first enter a civilized settlement someone who respects the custom of hospitality to minstrels will take you in as their guest i decided to try and trigger that move in the most cool way possible
0: that's good and
2: i i like the way that you described it right i also like the idea of an ink covered raccoon like <laughs> chewing on a, a a vial that used to have ink <laughs> on it pops <laughs> his head out from behind
0: oh wait dude it's just nine on a minotaur bone <laughs> mm. The paladin, like, lifts a hand up to stop their partner and leans in and whispers something to them. The other paladin nods and then continues on their way. What brings you to these lands?
1: We search for the necropolis and what lies within.
0: Their posture changes a little bit more rigid. Why do
2: you seek what lies there? I think ZD starts to say something and Kimin
3: is, There's been an aberration. A disruption of the natural order
1: of things and I treasure
3: found... <laughs> oh, fucking... and treasure
1: yes sorry I gotta play to that minus one wisdom no it's good <laughs> no it's it's great I, I love that Urazidi is like potentially heir to a throne and just fucking so terrible at doing secrets
0: so you've come seeking treasure you wish to rob the dead
1: does Urazidi know anything about this cult I don't see
0: why you would, other than maybe... They have a presence in Miast, which is the oldest city of the Empire. Super ancient. It's the city of 10,000 gods. It has a bajillion cults there, basically. But would you have interacted with them? Like, probably not, would be my guess. I, it's kind of up to you. That would be the only way that I think that you would know. I'm in a cult.
1: Hmm, okay. Knowledge of the occult is probably some of the education that I was receiving. Hmm. Plus, I would assume that part of my, like, tutelage would just be, like, religions in the Empire.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, well, I mean, what are you going for? You want to spot lore here or something? I just want to spout lore. Yeah. Hmm. What are you seeking in particular? I know that it's, like, open-ended.
1: Is realizing that he's screwing up, like, he's smart enough to know, like, wait a minute, I may be fucked up. And before I say any more, I should think about this. (laughs) He wants to know more, like, obviously they worship death, but, like, specific tenants or, like, what is their deal?
4: Their relationship not only just to death, but to the dead and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: okay, cool.
4: Yeah, roll the spotlore. Also, let's be honest, like, if it's a young Zidi who's learning these things, he's totally would have read more about the death cults than about, like, most other cults, I would
1: assume, yeah. If he's got a sword <laughs> called Talon. Oh, yeah. That's a seven. So you get something interesting, but not necessarily something useful. I also like the idea that Urzidi only remembers something interesting and nothing that's useful about this cult.
0: The cult will, if you pay enough money as an offering, they will take care of your body when you pass, and it's supposed to give you a better life in the afterlife. You've also heard that they like to see the rumor that if you give them enough money, they can stave off death, but they never do.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so this guy was just like, oh, you were going to go rob the dead? Right. As if that's any different than what you want to do. Or what you do. I see the coins stitched onto your armor. Take bribes over things that you have no authority on. I've seen my black gates. I don't think you can do shit for the dead.
4: Quick pause. We're going to have a bullet time (laughs) pause here because Zach wants to make sure he's got shit right before he intervenes at all in this conversation. Urzidi, you seek... A certain thing what is it again what is that thing you see
1: the eye of the immortal
4: the eye of the immortal that was a particular thing in the possession of one cyclops who declared war on death
0: yes yes you have pieced this together correctly yes i'm piecing this together cool signal Kabur. that was the guy who declared war on death yep cool all right well that's good that's what i really wanted
2: you'll have to forgive my compatriot he does not mean to be so rude Kimmin's face is firmly in his hands at this entire situation. We're not here to plunder the graves of the dead. We come here seeking
4: something very specific. One who, I assume, isn't exactly your favorite person, judging by what I know of your order. We come seeking the eye of the immortal. Why
1: well, do I have a feeling that telling them specifically what we're looking after is uh, going to be worse? Don't care. I'm more into this. Yeah, no, I I love it. Yeah,
2: you opened this can of worms, man. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm aware. Kimin was trying to just like pave this over in niceties and didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> also, just for clarification's sake, these guys are like six
4: four, right? Like they're gigantic.
0: Yeah, they're they're beefy. They're beefy boys. Big strong men with big weapons. Yeah. <laughs> you seek a power beyond you. You spoke of the aberration. We are here to make things right. You must not seek that power. Why must we not seek that power? And I think that the door to the cloister opens back up. The other paladin is holding that door open. Emerging then from this structure, this stone cube, with slow shuffling steps, is a figure wearing a black tunic, basically. They are almost completely covered in tattoos. And as they approach closer, you see that they do not have eyes. They are quite old, mostly bald from age. And they come up and look the four of you over. As their empty eye sockets pass over each of you, they stop at Kimin. They cough a little bit and with a dry tongue say, uh, You, heretical. You are dead. Not quite,
3: unfortunately. I had a brush, and this place unknit me. Do you know anything about it?
0: You are an empty vessel. The three of you, I will have provisions, and then they point a finger up, and my paladins will destroy this demon.
1: He points at Kimmon and says that? Yes.
2: When you didn't say what my unwelcome attention or spot was, I was like, J.D. didn't forget. This is bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did that on purpose. So yes, this tattooed old man with no eyes says, once the shell is destroyed,
1: the rest can have sanctuary. I had this idea, and if it's lame or doesn't work for you, that's cool. Basically... Bargaining for Kimmin's life by telling them, like, look, I can get you access to my dad, <laughs> who's like a much greater evil and like actively seeking immortality. You could definitely RP that. I don't know if it's going to get you anything.
0: Hmm. I didn't mean to like just shut that down, Ryan. I was just waiting to see what Kimmin did. Yeah, I think this is
2: in your court, Kim. Oh, no. Kimmin looks fucking frightened and backpedals
0: a little bit. What are
3: you talking about, demon?
0: You are a creature with no soul. I have a soul, damn it! It is not with you. I'm backpedaling a little bit more. You don't understand.
3: I can fix it. I'm still here. Still with this
2: body.
0: Your mortal body is here, but it is a corpse. You just are frightened. Your soul is passed beyond already. You are an imitation. You merely believe you to be yourself, but you are not. You know that's not true
3: because souls don't pass from this place. I've seen it. Our guide still haunts us. Unable to reach the black gates. I'm still here, tethered to this body.
0: I understand that you will find this disheartening news. It is difficult to tell the rest of you, but your companion must be destroyed. It is not a living thing that travels with you. And Navath at least looks at the other two of you, Melio and Urizidi, with a cringy, like, Sweating. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking around something. Backing up more.
2: What
3: happens when we die here? What happened to me?
0: Rest assured, we are restoring the proper order to this place. When our order reestablishes death's command here, your soul will pass as it should have done. What I am telling you is that it is already gone from your body. You are already dead. Then let me help
3: re-establish Death's command. I can still be useful. I spoke with Death's sibling. They gave me their boon in lieu of the offering I made to
0: your god. Ryan, I don't remember if you ever established if Ozir's cult of death recognizes other gods are you monotheists also is death's sibling a part of death is also probably the follow-up question there to me i'm just wondering if they recognize other gods basically
1: i would assume monotheistic and that if fate and there are like other incredibly powerful like they might see them as other beings who are very powerful but death is god and all be all yeah everything else can be destroyed death can't be
4: it's kind of funny. Everything else can be destroyed or, like in the case of fate, right, thwarted. The only god that can't be thwarted is death itself. It's got a little bit of a poetic bent to it.
0: What you'll speak is heresy. We will not accept help from demons.
1: Urzidi steps in between this eyeless priest and Kimmon. I have claimed this one. He's my retainer, dead or alive. You can't have him. He says with all the petulance of a a child used to getting what he wants. It will devour you. An empty vessel will seek a soul to
0: fill itself, much like these. And the monk kicks one of the dead ghouls.
1: Well, we'll cross that bridge when he gets a little paler and starts trying to eat my throat out. But for now, he's a retainer of my house. If you want a demon spirit, I can point you in the direction of a few of them.
0: Why is it that you have come to this unholy place? I think I'm going to butt in here. Yeah. Didn't he
4: tell you? I come with many stories and messages from death itself. I come from a worshipper of death who will attempt to spread his kingdom across his lands. I am a simple messenger attempting to understand the connection of the ancient people to his. If you will allow me, I would show you.
0: I'm interested in maybe you trying to defuse the situation by saying this, at least hold off an aggression response from them. Yeah. Give me the fight ninja plus charisma. Cool. You're trying to use your bardly ways. That's Yeah, I, I was kind of feeling that. This is the most
2: bardy thing you've, not that you've done, but this is a very bardy mm. thing. How would I say it yeah. that way?
4: Yeah, I, r- I rolled a 13.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's good. You've started weaving things like you're doing a thing, I assume, to like accentuate this? Oh, yeah, I think so. Maybe the ink has started to enliven itself off
4: of my cloak almost unconsciously. This is some old school type of magic, but like my magic is unconsciously like reacting to my emotional state and just starting to
0: whirl around me. Given your human move as well, right, we will accept your offering of song but you will not be able to stay and this one pointing at Kimin must be chained fine also JD I just wanted for clarification we can't stay the night right or okay we can come in and eat yeah yeah exactly okay
1: oh and he has to be chained while we're here right okay that's fine
0: does that fulfill your human move enough I don't remember the exact phrasing yeah. of it they'll take me in as their guest yeah I think that's fine you could stay if, if, if you destroy the empty vessel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not happening. I'm right here, JD. <laughs> Is there something talking? I don't know. It's Nathan, you're still. I have a name. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, we make our way inside then, I guess. We, there's probably a horrible montage of you getting chained.
0: We can jump ahead for sure. But yes, you are put in, it's basically cold black metal manacles. It's not just handcuffs or whatever. It is like...
1: The way they chained up Houdini when they would like hang him upside down.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it restricts your movement quite thoroughly. Like, you can't run, right, or anything like that. It's not like it's tied around you, tight around your body or anything, but you're, you can't really function very well. I assume collar with chain to wrists with chain to feet. Yeah, basically. Yep. Yeah. This metal is very uncomfortable. It's magical in some way. Yeah. Once this is done to the monk's satisfaction, the four of you are brought within this cloister. There are lanterns hanging every few feet, so it's not particularly dark in here, but there is no window to the outside world. It is a fully enclosed space. There are rooms that you are led past, each of which has a tattooed monk within it, much like this old man. There's probably also another larger room. There are more of these paladins training, or at least you can assume they're using the same kind of weapons and such. And then you are all brought to a kind of central... It would be an atrium, but there's no opening. It's not a courtyard. You can't see the sky or anything like that. But it is a larger central room that is clearly multi-purpose. It's the largest room in this structure that you've seen, at least so far. Are you guys talking about anything as you're going, or are you just following along? I ain't saying shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think this is a pretty sobering experience, right? Yeah. I'll be chatty. It sounds like
0: you're the one who's following behind. The old monk is leading you through and the two paladins are following with Kimin being the last. So you're basically in between these two paladins, Kimin.
2: Yeah.
4: Are there stories of note of your order, great champions of death, that have come and passed?
0: Most storytellers wish to speak of life, the tragedy, the comedy. The acceptance of death is not for jesters.
4: There are none among your order who were worthy of being named. We are servants of death. Indeed, but I assume death
0: wanted you to take joy in your work. It is not joyless. The things a bard speaks of are only enjoyed by mortals. Without death, you cannot have these experiences. This is truth.
1: Oh, I don't know. My father seems to be enjoying his immortality quite a bit. Longevity is not immortality. When does one distinguish between simply longevity and immortality?
0: It depends on which scholar you ask. And then he chuckles to himself like this is a really funny joke. He's doing the I'm not going to do your research (laughs) for you bit. It's like this is a big disagreement in the death community. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> i think of that joke to himself it kind of puts all of us off and that will be the silence until he gets us to wherever he's taking us
0: yeah you reach the central room like i said there is a slow gathering of a few of these boxes probably three or four all in various stages of having their flesh completely tattooed over you assume it must mean something to them why some of them have certain tattoos and others don't but it's certainly esoteric there's also in the central room, I think the, the two paladins that came with you are going to stand there with Kimin. They're not going to leave. Kimin, what are you doing? I don't want to shut you out of things.
2: No, I think this is fine. I am shut out of things, but that's fine. I'll take my experience point for giving my dignity to Melio's story <laughs> and we'll move on from there. But no, I'm not doing anything. Kimmin's brooding, if nothing else. He was already sensitive about this entire thing about him and is not helping that. no, I'm not doing anything.
0: Then, yeah, the old monk turns to you, Emilio, and says, I believe you said that you had a song for us. I will admit
4: it is a more visual experience. And I look him dead in the eye sockets. I wish you could see it. All of the monks
0: gathered here do not have eyes. Do you know where the necropolis is? There once was a necropolis here. You can find the Cairns. But I hope you are not here to simply raid a tomb.
4: I'm just looking to understand the dwarves' connection to the Ancient Ones. I look over my shoulder at my two compatriots and give them a nice nod. A nod of, we might have to get out of here quickly. Not totally sure how this is going to
2: go. Kimmon holds up the shackles binding his wrists together, but can't make it more than, like, you know, a 30-degree angle as the chain to his belt stops him and then just looks at you. We ain't going nowhere, so don't fuck it (laughs)
1: up. Razzini nods at you like, yeah, I understand.
2: I would like to
4: position myself atop a table in this area, one that the monks could draw themselves into and see.
2: Just just for the sake of clarity, they can see your show. I believe so as well. Yeah. Melio may not be totally aware of that, but he's probably going to do his thing anyway. But they can see your show. Yeah. yeah. I would like to tell a story. Do I need a roll to tell a story? No.
0: You're not using your moves. You're not like activating arcane art or anything, right? Fuck no. I don't need to heal. I think this is more a thing
4: if you want to put stakes on what's happening here.
0: No. They've accepted you as a storyteller into their cloister like they said you can't stay here but for now you are a guest unless something else happens you telling a story then then maybe i'll make you roll but i'll tell your story first that's fine
4: melio places himself atop a table in the center of this hall and stands upon it rolls out his coat of ink and begins weaving a tail within the black ink as his medium the tale tells the story of two ancient brother bears, Fluke and Cag. Life, chance, death, fate. The two, one day, as all forms of incarnate chaos do, begin a great fight. A fight, as Milio tells it, that creates... The spans of the universe. A fight of life and death. At the end, both brothers, battered and bloody. Both inches from whatever eternity happens after one does something so great. We see the maw of Cag come out and just start trying to eat his own brother. The story goes on. As Kag reigns over the chaos that he and his brother created in their ancient celestial fight. We see a mirrored story after that. A warrior, stripped of all sanctity, worshipping a dead god who is beaten and bloodied to a pulp. He rises from the ashes of his existence. To become a king, a Jarl of his people. The iron fist that he would rule with now fell under the flag of Kag. But you see, this ink eventually takes the form of Kag as this free roaming bear, this celestial being in the sky, and contorts it into a heavy headed hammer. You see, as Kag's body is wretched and torn and formed into a weapon, an implement for this forsaken cleric. And we see this forsaken cleric take up the hammer of Kag and crush his enemies. We see this dwarf, this mortal being, conquer and utilize death. To his own means, the iron grip of his gauntlet holding firm to the hammer. Death is no longer in control of him, for he is the one that wields it.
0: When your story is finished, there's a polite acknowledgement. It's not like you're tearing the house down, but those that are there, you know, appreciate your story. At that, the older monk. Motions and says, as is custom, you should be paid for your story. Please bring out food for them. And you're brought a simple meal of starchy, basic food. It's a mush food, the equivalent of oatmeal or grits, basically. And you're all able to eat. Even you, Kim, they bring you food. Is there anything else that you're all doing? No, 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 no.
1: I'm not. Old man, you mentioned that there are. Cairns left where the necropolis once stood. Where are they?
0: They are near the center of all of this, near where the curse grows from. Old, old Cyclopean kings buried there.
1: So that's where Sikmil Gabor
0: rests? The old man, like, chews on his lip a little bit as he thinks. middle Gabor is the curse. Do you understand?
1: I do. we find his tomb at the center, then, with the other kings? I'm not sure that I would call it a tomb.
0: But yes, Signal Kabor built its monument near the cairns.
1: How do we get to the cairns from
0: here? You have far to travel, if you wish to pay respects to... These ancient dead. Safest. From here, not far, the ridge will lead you up toward what is called the Harpies Pass. Go beyond. Continue back down. Stay along the outside. Follow along until you reach where the river meets the Dead Sea, and then come inward. You will find the cairns. Or if you are foolish enough to risk losing yourself, descend the ridge, cut through, go past the monument of bones. But of course, the deeper you go in this place, well, like I said, that demon will devour you. If you wish to stay alive, leave. The demon will not be able to follow you out of these lands. Or let us destroy it. Before you leave.
1: You w- will not be destroying any of my companions today. I look at my two companions. I imagine Kimmins on the floor, chained to the
2: wall. Are you ready to go? Pushing the plate of untouched food away from him. Sure. Melio? Melio has been distracted
4: talking to the raccoon for half a second. You were supposed to add to the show. You just didn't do anything. How are you? How the
0: f how the f- i th- I think as this is happening, Kimmin like sets his bowl down on the floor in front of him, and the raccoon just turns away from you and heads over to the bowl and <laughs> goes to eat Kimmin's food. No, come on,
2: Gods be damned I think this raccoon is the first thing it does it takes a bite out of the plate that's the food's sitting on, <laughs>
4: and then yes, it's time to go. Thank you for your hospitality to us, but as you said. We can find no rest here, so we must be on our way.
0: And Melio gathers his things and grabs the raccoon around the belly. Yeah, they unclasp Kimin's chain from the wall and then lead all of you back out. The two paladins take their stance on either side of this doorway and the monk looks at the four of you. Remember what I told you about that one. Do not trust it. I do not say this to be cruel good luck and remember you will all die and he closes the door that's there. have a nice day yeah. yeah yeah the lantern hangs above you in the closed door the two paladins basically not acknowledging you at this point back on guard yeah. duty essentially and the four of you stand before this black cube well I can see why Call didn't make regular visits they look back at the cold stone and that closed door behind you guys.
1: They didn't do much to improve my notion of people of faith. Are you okay, Kimin? I'm fine. We
3: got directions at least, right? We did. And a bit of warm food?
4: At least for us. Barely warm, really.
0: How much light is left in the day? How much light is left in the day, Jiddy? Probably afternoon, evening. You guys can travel to another location before needing to make camp. I feel like we need to press on then. This place
4: probably attracts those things, so the further we can put ourselves away from it, the better.
1: Navoth, where is this Harpy's Pass? Do they know? They probably don't, but are all of you looking around at this point? Are you trying to figure out where to go? Can I ask a, a clarifying question real quick about some of the directions he gave? I can give
0: you guys more detailed directions. I just didn't want to bog it down in the game by actually telling you detailed directions.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, Because
1: he said like descend the ridge and I was like, What
0: it's not it's not a metaphor. It literally means to go down the ridge. So you guys are up on the ridge right now that follows along one side of the vulture lands. So that that's what they were saying.
1: Oh okay.
0: But that's also directions to get to the Cairns, which are near the Necropolis, not the Necropolis itself. You asked Navoth if they knew where the Harpies Pass was? Yeah. They say, we came in and out through the teeth near our camp. I haven't ventured very deep. I know the other side of things better up in the mountains past my camp.
1: Well, then should we descend the ridge back to the Monument of Bones or whatever that priest called it? I have a little love for Harpies, and it's decreasing by the second. <laughs> I don't relish taking that pass.
0: You guys entered the Vulturelands
1: through the Harpies Pass.
4: Yeah. Right. Okay. You have no love to go back to the Harpies Pass. But I, I
1: absolutely don't fucking want to go back to the Harpies Pass. Yeah. I think that Ishth may
2: have called it the Harpies Pass when we came in, but also there's a solid chance none of us were really paying attention, so... That was the Harpy's past, but also that was definitely like, I don't think any of us are interested in going back I, through that. I thought it sounded familiar. Yeah. And yeah, I knew it was out of character. I'm seconding that we should
1: descent exp- into madness. Mostly because I like this idea of potentially losing ourselves.
2: Fuck. Yeah. Yes. And I just want to explore more of the map, but yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. No, I don't want to go by Harpy shit and be like, oh, look, this sucks.
4: I'd rather be like, oh, look, I don't know who I am anymore.
1: Am I correct in thinking that the, the Bone Monument is the place that we've already been with all the, the like Bonehenge place? Correct. It is yeah. Bonehenge. It doesn't really make sense for you guys to roll on Survey the Vulture Lands
0: because you've been told. Okay. Yeah. So from here, you can go up into the mountains, and that will take you up into the harpies Pass. You can see where the stones are beginning to be covered with harpy shit and vomit not too far away from this cloister. You could have come to this cloister right away after proceeding through the Harpy's Pass, but instead you guys went the other way, away from the structure. That's what I thought. So you can go that way. You could descend the ridge, which you don't know where that leads right now. You just know that you would be climbing down back into the valley of the Vulturelands, basically, right? Like the main lower portion, not up on this ridge along the mountains. Or you guys can go back across the bridge, which is where Navoth knows that area, not Root better. Navoth does not know this area at all. Does that make sense?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And those are the three routes out of this section.
3: I say down the ridge into the valley. Me as well. I have nothing to risk losing anyway, apparently.
2: Kimin's super sulky.
1: Yeah, Erzidi, very awkwardly and like unsure of himself, reaches out and puts a, a hand on mm. Kimin's shoulder. We will find a way to return your soul to your body. I have... No desire to lose such a skilled retainer after I've put so much work into him.
2: Kimmon looks kind of touched for a second and then you get into the second half of what you're saying. To be fair,
1: I don't know that Urazidi knows how to talk about other people in a way that isn't like very delineated like master-servant relationships because he's never had- I- I- yeah. Yeah.
2: It's more that I don't think he's in an emotional space to give you that
0: laterality. Oh yeah, yeah, Mm. Absolutely. Does Kimmin snap at this? Not permanently or anything like that, but I just feel like you're in a headspace that is very not good. And I could picture Urizidi pushing you over the edge a little bit. Or if you think you're still more demure because of just like having to really deal on this.
2: So, before, the last time, we've run the gamut with the Urizidi Kimmin interaction. And the last time Zidi did something like this, I fucking snapped on him. That's not really where we're at. That's not that. Kimmin's headspace isn't isn't one of lashing out. This is one of introspection, and I'm not going to attack him. That's not where I see his headspace. He just spent like the last like two hours chained to a wall. I'm not angry. I'm fucking humiliated and depressed.
0: Right on. But yeah, I wanted to dig into your headspace a little bit more.
2: I mean, I think it's a good question. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to respond to that. Kimmin's face changes. He was somewhat touched at your obvious attempt at person-to-person, like, actual emotional interaction for once. And then you, again, kind of establish this, as you say, master-servant relationship. Kimmin just grabs your hand and throws it to your side.
3: We won't do anything. I'll figure this out.
2: I'm going to roll up
4: right after that. You're not alone. What do you mean? I suppose you're not more alone than any of us are. And I just turn and start walking.
3: No, turn around. You don't get to just pretend that what you said was profound and then turn and leave. This isn't some kind of drama that you're an actor in. You three could leave right now.
4: Yeah, and we could have fucking left you in there to die and had a full meal and sleep in our tents, but we didn't. Maybe you should remember... That we care about you, you piece of shit. We are going to try and get through this together. Find our way the fuck out of here. And if you think that we're just doing this gallivanting around with you at our side, you're fucked in the head. I would have let you die in there if I didn't give a shit about you. Don't talk down to me like that.
2: Just because you're trying to figure out where your soul is. No, I don't think I have a retort to that. You should narrate now you turning and leaving. All right, I narrate now myself
4: turning and leaving, stomping off in a fucking huff. Because the person that I was connected with more than the other is now trying to, you know, think that I'm here out, out leaving them. My whole fucking mission here is a farce. I'm here for these two people now. The story I'm going to tell is going to be their story. They don't even know it yet. And all they do is piss and moan the whole way.
0: Navath has been pretending to search through their gear to avoid the <laughs> awkward family drama that's going on. What if her gear is the raccoon eating right now? Navath probably still has some food. So Navath is sitting there feeding dried mountain deer meat to the raccoon and being like, do they always do this or is it just... <laughs> well, at least you get along with me, I guess. Bites her finger. Ow all right here just take it (sighs) and they stand back up if we're climbing over this ridge does anyone have any rope is it steep it is a sheer cliff yes
1: no rope we used it at the bridge well actually i do have this and he pulls out ish's crossbow and the one rope dart he still had which would have been really convenient to remember last week but i didn't (laughs) at the bridge yeah
0: (laughs) that's pretty funny actually what's that navath says and i think we can just end this episode with you firing the rope crossbow bolts down into the bottom of this ridge that's sick
1: hell yeah
4: guys we can build a rope out of friendship
2: I don't think
1: <laughs> we yet. have friendship no, I don't yet. know <laughs> uh, it's a we pretty really d- damn short d- rope damn, we, we, we dumpstered that this one is, uh,
0: <laughs> this is a piece of string it's
1: fring- friendship bridge. if you have the power of friendship you just <laughs> get a- to float down it's a piece of dental floss <laughs> <connecting> <laughs> us it'll
2: make you feel good when you die <laughs> In the background of every scene on the bridge, Ish is just like pantomiming like shooting a crossbow and <laughs> yeah, yeah. shoot Not...
1: the bow. The thing you looted <laughs> from my corpse. It's ghost right now, just behind her Azidi with his head in his hands. Wow, it would have been really great if you hadn't let your guide get killed. You're
4: so stupid. There's no no wonder I died at Harpy's Pass. <laughs>
3: we died above Harpy's Pass, really. It's a level one through three environment. <laughs> <laughs>